Luke 9. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he's the son of God and God created the earth. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Alicia Yoder here on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Thanks for joining me so we can celebrate Jesus again together. Last week, we saw how Jesus invited Zacchaeus to follow him. When he came into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, the crowds praising him as a king, the Pharisees hated Jesus even more and tried to think of a way to kill him without the crowds getting mad at them. One day, Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courtyard and told this story. A man planted a vineyard, he said. He rented it out to some farmers. Then he went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the renters so they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the renters beat the servant and sent him away with nothing. So the man sent another servant. They beat that one and treated him badly, sending him away with nothing. The man sent a third servant. The renters wounded him and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What should I do? I will send my son whom I love. Maybe they will respect him. But when the renters saw the son, they talked the matter over. This is the one who will receive all the owner's property someday, they said. Let's kill him. Then everything will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to the renters? He will come and kill them and give the vineyard to others. When the people heard this, they said, We hope this never happens. Jesus looked right at them and said, Here is something I want you to explain the meaning of. It is written, The stone the builders didn't accept has become the most important stone of all. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces but the stone will crush anyone it falls on. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest Jesus at once. They knew he had told that story against them, but they were afraid of the people. As Jesus looked up, he saw rich people putting their gifts into the temple offering boxes. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. What I'm about to tell you is true, Jesus said. That poor widow has put in more than all the others. 
All these other people gave a lot because they're rich. But even though she is poor, she put in everything she had to live on. Later, some of Jesus' disciples were talking about the temple. They spoke about how it was decorated with beautiful stones and with gifts that honored God. But Jesus asked, Do you see all this? The time will come when not one stone will be left on top of another. Every stone will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they're about to take place? Jesus replied, Keep watch. Be careful that you're not fooled. Many will come in my name. They will claim, I am he. And they will say, The time is near. Don't follow them. Don't be afraid when you hear about wars and about fighting against rulers. Those things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then Jesus said to them, Nation will fight against nation. Kingdom will fight against kingdom. In many places there will be powerful earthquakes. People will go hungry. There will be terrible sicknesses. Things will happen that will make people afraid. There will be great and miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this, people will arrest you and treat you badly. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison. You will be brought to kings and governors. All this will happen to you because of my name. And so you will be witnesses about me. But make up your mind not to worry ahead of time about how to stand up for yourselves. I will give you words of wisdom. None of your enemies will be able to withstand them or prove them wrong. Remain strong in the faith and you will receive eternal life. A time is coming when you will see armies surround Jerusalem. Then you'll know that it will soon be destroyed. Jerusalem will be taken over by Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles come to an end. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. He will come with power and great glory. Each day, Jesus taught at the temple. And each evening, he went to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. All the people came to the temple early in the morning to hear Jesus speak. Have you ever said something and you didn't mean for it to be funny, but everyone laughed at you anyway? Maybe you asked a question and everyone laughed because they thought you should have known the answer. The Pharisees were so sure that Jesus was wrong They tried to ask him hard questions that he wouldn't be able to answer and trick him into saying something that was wrong. But it never worked because Jesus was God and was completely perfect. Every word Jesus spoke and taught in the temple was truth. But the ears of the Pharisees and priests and teachers of the law 
were plugged up with Satan's lies. They couldn't receive God's truth because they couldn't accept Jesus as king. They didn't have faith because they thought they already understood how to please God and didn't want Jesus to tell them that they were wrong. You might not feel like you always know the right decision about friendships or schoolwork, even if you pray about it. But when we start out each day telling Jesus that we want him to be our king, he can teach us his wisdom day by day as we make decisions and trust him to help us even when we get it wrong. He's not going to give up on us until his kingdom is here for good and we get to be perfect with him. When I first heard this story Jesus told about the renters in the vineyard, I thought it was silly that the renters could possibly think that they would get to stay in the vineyard by killing the owner's son. But God reminded me that it does look silly when people try to keep from getting into trouble when they've done wrong. Like a toddler who has chocolate all over her face and says she didn't eat the missing candy bar. The renters tried to hold on to the vineyard, but they ended up losing their lives. The Pharisees knew that Jesus meant they were the renters of the vineyard. In the story, the owner of the vineyard is God, and the servants the owner sent were the prophets, like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Elijah, who came before Jesus, telling the people to turn away from their sins and back to God. The owner's son was Jesus, who really would be killed by the Pharisees. And the new people welcomed into the vineyard were the non-Jewish people who would choose to follow God. When you or those close to you try to hold on to God's blessings without wanting to follow and obey God himself, the blessings become like a bar of soap that keeps slipping out of your fingers. But when we do welcome God into the vineyard of our lives, we will discover that he's already holding on to us, keeping us from ever slipping out of his hands. Sometimes we might feel like the prophets did, like no one wants to hear us talk about Jesus or doesn't understand us when we do. But Jesus faced the worst rejection for us and kept loving and forgiving, even hanging on the cross and asking that God would forgive the very people who put him there. He did that so we could keep loving the big and little people He's placed in our lives through talking with them and praying for them and helping them so that they too can be a part of God's vineyard that will last forever. Have you ever walked into a room thinking you were alone because it was so quiet and then realized someone was sitting in the chair in the corner? Who do you see every week but don't usually notice much? Someone who cleans your school? A quiet kid on the playground? Your older brother who doesn't talk much when he comes home from school? 
Most people probably didn't notice the widow coming into the temple with her two small coins. But Jesus saw that she put so much more into the offering box than just the coins. She also put in the faith that God would take care of her and that it was worth giving what she had to God, even though the rich could give far more money. In one of Jesus' teaching times, he said that anyone who is hungry and thirsty for righteousness would be filled, and that those who were poor in spirit or knew how much they needed God would have the kingdom of heaven. When the widow gave her coins, she showed that she wanted her whole life to belong to God, and he invites us to do the same. It doesn't matter if we feel rich or poor when we say something like, God, I know that you own everything I have, and I want you to own my heart too. Would you show me how to take care of the money and time and people in my life? The disciples saw the temple building with very different eyes than Jesus did. They probably thought that things would just get better if Jesus were to rescue them from the Romans. They didn't understand that the awful events that were coming when the Romans decided to destroy the temple would start to spread the message of the gospel to the whole world because the believers would move away and tell their new neighbors about Jesus. The eyes Jesus saw the temple with were hope eyes that even if it seemed like all of God's blessings were taken away, the believer's forever life in God would be completely secure. And it's the same with us. No matter what happens in our life or family or friendships, or if your family loses money, no matter what happens on the earth, whether people start wars or earthquakes come, we aren't supposed to look like everyone else who is hiding in fear. We're supposed to lift up our heads because Jesus is coming back and making everything new. God is completely able to keep his promises. He also promised the disciples that when their enemies arrested them, they didn't have to worry about what to say because he would help them speak the truth about Jesus to the kings and governors. Even now, there are believers in other countries who are brought before government leaders who have told them they can't tell others about Jesus. You might not be in that position, but there might be someone who seems important or even the most popular kid at school who asks you about what you believe. The Holy Spirit loves helping us know what to say. And even if we feel like we didn't do a very good job of talking about Jesus, he can take our words and plant seeds of faith in people's hearts, even if they're older than us. There have been times, though, when I feel like I failed, when I've been too scared to speak up and let people know why following Jesus is the best thing there is. When that happens, 
God can still use those times to teach us more about him and remind us that Jesus perfectly obeyed his father on our behalf. And he won't quit inviting us to be a part of what he's doing in his big story of his kingdom coming. Especially when we pray something like, Jesus, would you show me my place today in your kingdom? I want to trust you and obey and love whoever you give me to love. He loves teaching us to live in his wisdom more and more each day so that we can enjoy this awesome life of living with him and he can look really good. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that we're safe in you and that we don't have to live in fear. Would you give us a heart like the widow who gave all she had to you, trusting that you'll give us what we need? We love you. Amen. Okay, girls and boys, let's keep enjoying Jesus, and I'll talk to you next time.